Hi, I'm Chad Emerson, and this is the Downtown Explorer Podcast, the virtual third place where we gather for interesting conversations with downtown innovators and entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Downtown Explorer Podcast. Here we are in our next episode, and we got something special today. This is our first double interviewee episode. All right, we have the Garcias, um, uh, Alonzo and Megan here. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Hey, Chad. guys. Yeah, welcome to be here. So, um, downtown restaurateurs from a restaurateur family, we're going to talk about um, the concept, which is a fun concept, and, um, and you opened right in the pandemic, so we'll talk about that oh. crazy timing. But first of all, uh, when did you decide, hey, let's open a restaurant downtown? Uh, I want to say, what, about three, four years ago, my sister and I uh, just decided to, you know, come up with something cool, uh, uh, you know, just bring bring a little more to down to Huntsville, a little more cultural stuff, authentic stuff. And, uh, yeah, we were just, you know, my one day, my parents' house, and just talking about it, and my sister and I were like, hey, we should do a little more authentic stuff downtown, you know, and... And downtown is just where to be right now, you know, so we, we just love it, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's been about three week, three years ago, three, four years ago. One of the hardest parts when you're in a downtown where there's lots of interest is finding a location. So uh, for people who are restaurateurs or restaurateurs uh, want-to-bes, what was the process to find the location? Because you're in a beautiful location. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, we, we actually, sorry, <laughs> we actually, um, that building that we're in right now, I, I saw it when it was coming up and, you know, cause we we're also in the cleaning business. So I was driving around, driving around and I was like, man, that's a cool building, you know, but I saw that it was a business going in there and I was like, well, you know, next time, you know, we'll just drive around. And then I noticed that there was no movement in that building. There was nothing uh, like, you know, there was nothing going on, whatever. So I just stopped by one day and I, uh, got some contacts and, uh, I mean, you know, it's in numbers and, and we'd just reach out to, uh, colliers, you know, and they're the ones that had the space available for us. Did you look at other locations or were you thinking, or did you kind of settle in on one? We did. We went to a couple of different places downtown. Um, and then we just loved the, the building, the outside of it, the brick, um, the location, it being on the corner and obviously we're La Esquina, which means corner in Spanish. Um, so that worked out. Would have not worked for a mid-block sure, location. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Would have had to change some things. But it's just a beautiful building. <clears throat> Eye catcher and the glass windows really, I think, kind of sold us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, for people who have probably assumed on this podcast, but you all are married, mm-hmm. um, but you're also business partners. So tell us about how, as you're creating this concept, you divvied up the different responsibilities. Because there's everything from staff training to menu creation. This is a brand new concept, right? Yeah, it's a brand new concept, yes. And it was... Uh, you know, we had our friend uh, Erica, our chef. You know, we we spent lots of hours in creating this menu mm-hmm. uh, with my sister and, and Megan, my wife. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, we just had to come up with a lot of you know new stuff. You know, we're just all hands in really yeah. because it was so new. You know, they had been in the um, Tex-Mex restaurant business for you know really thirty years now. So we were all just kind of we learned together how to create this new concept and back on the food um sitting at the table when we were talking about doing La Esquina downtown 
we were like, why? I'm like, Alonzo, why are we not selling your mom's food? You know, why are we yeah. not cooking these beans, those chilaquiles, like the things that we all eat every time? You know, that's what your mom cooks all the time. So to really bring that and showcase it and culture people on it, I think that's been the biggest success. Yes. So you're at 127 Homes. Give, give us, first of all, what's the name of the restaurant? We kind of jumped in. But. Right, right, right. La Esquina, La Esquina Cocina. You know, so, the Corner Kitchen. Corner Kitchen. All right. Kitchen. So for the those of kitchen, us who yes. struggle through Spanish, it's the Corner Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about, I mean, the corner is obvious, but what does that meaning have to do with your heritage, the Corner Kitchen? Is that something that is... Um, a historic type thing or what what brings it into that kitchen idea i think uh, not not necessarily we didn't say oh this name but it does resonate with you know his mom rosa who started cooking in her own home um yeah. in rome georgia in the late 80s right yeah, you know yeah. so she has always had the kitchen that the family goes to that's her way of showing love and all of she, the above you know she talks through her through her food so oh yeah she loves I would say she loves like you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mom, she just loves to cook. To cook. She loves to cook to for anybody, anybody that walks up <laughs> to her to her house we'll or whatever. Eat. Will <laughs> eat. you will not leave her house without eating? You won't. You know. So, so this wasn't just a marketing campaign. This had an emotional connection. It sounds. Oh like. yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. So um, an obvious question. Uh, people know that. Your family is is the family of the very successful Buena Vistas, and everyone's had so many great meals at Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. The obvious question is, why not just open a Buena Vista? You probably have a built-in awareness of that brand, right? That oh, would have yes. been easier. <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier, yeah. I think, nah. again, going back to just culturing on the food and showing that Mexican food, you know, Tex-Mex is great. We eat it all the time. We support it, um, but there are there are other ways to cook Mexican food. There are ways to dress it up. You know, we use Sweet City Micros, and they complement our food very well, and we're able to bring in raw tuna for a tuna tostada. Yes. You know, just lots of different ways there's, to show. Yes, there's, a, there's tons of food from in Mexico, Oaxaca, all di- different regions that we, we don't even know about, mm-hmm. you know, but I know because of, uh, you know, Erica, uh, Pedro, uh, you know, just reading a, a little bit of what's in Mexico, and I'm like, man, we should do this, and we should bring this, you know? So there, there's just tons of options out there, you know? And that's what we want to bring to Huntsville. You know, we love Tex-Mex, just like she said, but there's also, like, the authentic stuff, a part of it, you know? So. And you go back to Mexico. You still have family there, right? And yes. and really eat authentic Mexican food, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went for Christmas for almost three weeks. So that was wonderful, and um, we were snapping pictures, you know, and then we went to just hole-in-the-wall, great places for some ceviche, and then we went to some really super nice places that are much more modern. I mean, it's insane, the like, the economics there. You know, it's really either a really poor place or very extravagant, and so um, we had some really great places. We said, we're going to yes. bring this stuff back, you know, so we tried to implement some of those with our Cinco de Mayo specials. We brought back a lot of botanas and... On, uh, little appetizer uh, items yeah. that you find everywhere in Mexico. Yeah, it's very, very unique. There's a lot of, uh, you know, street food, you know, so, mm-hmm. and those are the, one of the coolest and best places to go to, you know, you just walk around and eat here and there, and uh, so that's like, you know, we want to bring this here, you know, and that's There's what actually that's... a big street food, because um, they do a bunch of festivals around Christmas time, and <clears throat> it's a hot dog wrapped in bacon with mayonnaise. 
Yes. And it, so it's mayonnaise, it's yeah. Actually, hot. really good. It sounds <laughs> like it should be in Boston, not in like. <laughs> I know, right? <rather. laughs> We already so we started doing like uh, the late night bites at La Esquina. So we it's from eleven p.m. to three a.m. on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, and we just have tacos, quesadillas, uh, nachos. and nachos. You know, but we talked about doing the the bacon wrap hot dog. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we do in Mexico. You know, with the chopped onions and, and and tomatoes, and it's I mean it's really good. You know, <laughs> so I mean you know we want to bring that in and. And other couple things uh, for the late night, you know, but uh, it's just something for other people to, to try, you know. We're going to talk about your service times in a second here, but, you know, one of the things that is such a Western cliche is that when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you order by the number. I'll have a number six. I'll have a number eight. I never, but you all <laughs> don't do that. I mean, you, your dishes are, how would you describe the cuisine? Because I think they're elegant, but they're very approachable, right? Sure, sure, sure. We have some pretty recognizable, you know, <coughs> common items. Um, we just use a really good, we use really good produce. Our quality is a little bit better. Um, so the taste and flavors are 100% um, and elevated because of those those reasons. Mm-hmm. But we have, you know, enchiladas verdes. So you may have seen those on other menus before, but we've got the big homemade corn tortillas. Pollo al pastor is our chicken inside, so that's the typical yes. with the um, achiote and pineapple. And then we do the crema. We make our own sour cream um, in-house. In-house, yes. Kind of just dress it up a little bit. Yes. Nachos. The, the nachos, the empanadas are been really a very popular dish. The empanadas, we have the uh, the fish, the, the chicken, the beef. Um, uh, so those are really, and what's another, um, the uh, sopes. Mm-hmm. Sopas is very, very popular in Mexico, and, and we have that as well on the menu. You can, you know, put some protein on it, or it can just be vegetarian as well, you know. The bowls are being very, very yeah, popular. A big hit. A big hit, you know. So, yeah, it's just a, we have a little bit of everything in there, man, you know. The, Tim, we should never record these at 4.30 in the afternoon because I am getting so <laughs> yes. hungry talking to them. We know a place you can <laughs> You're just a block away, right? Yeah, yeah, so, um all these great dishes, what what dish uh, you look back and you're like, we nailed it with that one. What is, what is a dish that you're like, that was we a little bit risky, a little bit different, but boy, we nailed it. I think to, for me, it's going to be the uh, sushi-grade tuna tostada de atun. It's really, I never, you know, it's my first time. And when, you know, we just created that, it was just like, wow. It's been a really good hit. It's uh, very popular and fresh. Because you know, the so. um, tomatillo coolie that we use on it is the raw salsa. So, right. And then you just have the sesame seed oil. I mean, all of the flavors mesh so well. It does taste a little bit Asian, but you can definitely tell the Mexican flavors with the avocado, with the avocado and the there. tostada. I mean, it is – I would like to say I had something to do with that one. I was <laughs> yes. like, we need some kind of tuna on the we, dish. How can yes, we do this? Absolutely, yeah. So that's, that's one of my favorites. You know, I, always... The artichoke chorizo dip, that was a – Artichoke chorizo, walk us through that. Right, so that was a little wild. We were doing a catering, and I said, what can we do, like a spin-on spinach artichoke? And Erica dreamt it up, and it has been a great seller. It's got some heavy whipping cream, the artichoke hearts. We make our chorizo in-house, and so that's a really big game changer changer as well. A lot mm-hmm. less greasy, less preservatives, obviously. Um, and it's wonderful. It's served hot. It's a great It's really It's a really good dip, yes. Really good dip, uh-huh. One of the cool things about Las Guinas is that it has so many different service times and do brunch, you do lunch, you do dinner, you do late night, you do happy hour. It's like um, 
but the menu seems to have something special in each of those that's different. Is that is am I getting that right? Well, you know, the late night for sure. Uh, something you know, this is easy, simple. You, but you delicious, know, delicious but, food for your fourth meal. Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Uh, quesadillas. You know, we he uses uh, the Oaxacan cheese, and mm. it was it's like two, three different mm-hmm. types of cheeses. Uh, they're really, really good. Um, but yeah, the so the late night and. For lunch, it's more you know like you got like the the uh, the bowls are the big, bowls, big or they're fast, they're or filling. Machacado, the um, machacado, mm-hmm. which is uh, has scallops, the shrimp, the fresh avocado, guy, yeah. So and I was looking at your brunch menu, and and so often brunch is like it's our lunch menu, and we have an egg dish, and that's brunch. Yeah. Right. But yes. yours seems to have dishes that are only exclusive to brunch that are really interesting. In fact, I'm not even sure what some of them actually are. Yeah. I think we, we started out with a smaller, um, pretty much re- all Mexican menu, and then we've added some traditional items. We even have one that's traditional. You can get bacon or sausage and your eggs to order. We have a salmon and lox bagel that's so delicious. Um, you know, you've seen it recreated a million times, but there's just something different. I'm like, what is Pedro doing back here? That's, you <laughs> no. know, like Our uh, pancakes are different. Oh our pancakes are I don't know why the pancakes, make it, but are, our pancakes are really good. Yeah, what is Pedro doing with yes. the pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all need to come try our pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing try else. Just try pancakes. Pancakes. Is it legal? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is legal. Okay. It's legal. But the chilaquiles is a wonderful dish. Um, it's a definitely staple in Mexico. It's got the chips kind of cooked down in a sauce, so they get just a little bit soggy. Um, you can add your protein on there. Um, what else? Oh, the quesadilla scramble. Of course, that's really good. Chorizo. And we're working on, so my mother, she cooks, it's called chile con carne. It's like a beef stew. How would you describe it? Yeah, it's like so good, so popular in Mexico. And we want to bring that as special for brunch one of these weekends, you know, because I have so much, I have a lot of faith in this dish, you know. You grew up on it, sounds like. Man, it's, I'm telling you, it's out of this world. So, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah okay. well, yeah, we'll definitely. So, are we breaking some news that chili con carne will be at Lasquina eventually? Yes. Will be oh, yeah. the original chili con carne will be there. It's kind of some meat cooked down in the sauce. He says beef stew, but I don't like beef stew, so it's not like well, beef it's kind of like yeah. spicier, of it's course. Little, and it has potatoes in it. Yes. And you eat it with homemade flour tortillas. Flour tortillas or and corn beans. tortillas. It has beans honestly guys i don't think it matters what you call it it just it's, it's gonna sound it's gonna be tasty i mean it sounds it's amazing tasty, man. <laughs> I, call, I just ordered it's like the dish of awesomeness yeah, right yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. yeah. yeah. absolutely that would work you mentioned mexican street food earlier um is that a thing is that really a thing because you sometimes we westernize americanize these things and people say oh I'll, I'll serve corn on the cob on a stick and that's mexican street food what is mexican authentic street food Oh man, what's that show on Netflix right now? It's uh, uh what's it called? We watched. It is like, called Street Food. I'm pretty it, sure. Yeah. They actually, um, this is a little tidbit from that show, but they did like the gyro or the lamb will, and that's where Pastor really originated from. Yep. So they had some, you know, immigrants move in. A lot of history on yeah, that. And yeah, and then they yeah. turned it to Mexican. So now that's where the Pastor. But that's is also really served. that's a show that I really recommend to watch everybody because that's literally what it's. Uh, street yeah. food that's what it's all tacos about, you know? for sure i mean you know any kind of taco but yeah. tacos with onion and cilantro <coughs> and a spicy salsa mm-hmm. you know they all no matter what the meat is they all get cilantro and um onion yes yes what's what's how did that come about i mean is it is it just something that was 
simple and fast is the equivalent of American drive-through, or what made Mexican street food an authentic part of your culinary culture? I think a way to make a living, honestly. Um, when you watch these shows on Netflix, yeah. it's, you see these women who have, you know, would walk to the markets and, and it's readily available. Like there's the market with every produce that they just probably picked, you know, they grab that, they whip mm -hmm. it up, they sell it or, and they take it to people who are working construction. You know, yeah. I think it was just a, probably started out making a living. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it was easy to make, uh, you know, and delicious. Cause like all these fast. fast, all these ladies have their own, you know, spices and, but, uh, so in this show, again, uh, you have, like, like vendors, like, all throughout the street, whatever, you know, and every little spot is packed, you know, but every lady has their own way of cooking things, mm -hmm. right? And it's all, you know, just walking around, sailing, but it's so easy, just tortilla, meat, salat, bam, and just go, you know, and that's what it's all about, man. So you, um, in addition to have great food, you have a really interesting beverage program, and so... <laughs> Beverage is sometimes probably easy to mail it in and say, we have Tecate and Corona, and therefore. But what was your process in trying to introduce what people are comfortable with, but also like for margaritas? There are some really quirky ones on there, and there's some classic ones, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Being downtown was a big driving factor <clears throat> for that, to have something for everybody. This is a big craft beer place, so you know we try to cater to that as well. And just introducing good, fresh margaritas. Like, you know, you can get margaritas everywhere really but then sometimes it's a little too acidic kind of gives you heartburn and these just don't do that and they're less calories yes we, what makes them good and fresh fresh squeezed lime fresh squeezed mm -hmm. lime mm -hmm. daily uh the watermelon it's you know it, you know we get the watermelon cut it and make our simple syrup so just simple syrups, hot water and, and sugar everything's made fresh in the house and we're we're proud of that you know because we'll make it you know just fresh and it's the pineapple it's, juice that you know is fresh the watermelon any flavor that we're doing the spicy has been a big hit that the was our number margarita. two seller for probably six months spicy margarita mm -hmm. spicy what makes margarita. it spicy serranos infused serranos? tequila infused okay. tequila mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, yeah yeah and you can do that uh as well for the any margarita the pineapple mm -hmm. or the watermelon margarita mm -hmm. yeah you can make them spicy as well yeah. what's cool about what y'all have done is you've embraced some of the more holidays um and kind of like street festivals outside there um you what's uh you think of Mayo obviously, but there's a couple others you've yeah. you've done. Is it we Dio, did Dia de los Muertos? Tell us about that. It's very uh, I mean it's just you know a tradition like every year uh, they celebrate the dead you know in Mexico and you take candles you you know you take flowers you take uh, one of like if uh, your loved one whatever favorite thing that your loved one used to do or, or drink you just go to the graveyard and and sit there and celebrate you know. And, there's, and it's everywhere, everywhere in Mexico. There's a day, a day of the dead, yeah. and you celebrate that. So, um, and it's like a, it's a festival. It's a, oh, it's yeah. A big I mean, it's I mean a, they do, I mean, music. An appreciation. And, yeah. So now, you know, and people dress up, you know, kind of like the, the movie skulls, Coco, you know, yeah. Coco. So it's. It was the same holiday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's funny right. enough, right after Halloween and right after All Saints Day. <clears throat> um, so I really think they all kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, so we built an altar last year, and we did a huge festival on the street. And really, that's how we kind of survived 2020 was by being able to do those street festivals because um, we did one for kickoff of Hispanic Heritage Month as, month as well, which mm -hmm. is coming up around coming September up 16th, as well. yes. I think. So we will definitely be doing that again for Day of the Dead. Um, we're going to try and get some good specials going, Hispanic Heritage. 
because actually Cinco de Mayo is not their Independence Day. I believe it's around September 15th, and then the yes. the Hispanic Heritage Month kicks off on the 16th. Or we, should, we should do an Independence Day celebration. I know, we right? Should. So we should start doing that. For Independence, it. yeah, we're definitely down So look for forward it. to some specials for that night. And bringing, bringing those traditions to Huntsville yeah. and to let them know, hey, this is, what's, this is what goes on in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know? So we want to bring that here as well. Or the know? posada that we did before yeah. um, Christmas. We actually had some close friends that are um, Hispanic, and they were like, thank you so much for doing this. We can't go home this year, and this really made us feel homey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was really nice. It seems like uh, food in the Mexican culture is much more of a communal experience than an individual experience. Because there's so many of these festivals where the food is such a key part of gathering there. Is that is that fair to say that it plays like this like this tie that binds things together? Yeah, it brings people together. Yeah. It's just food and, and happy happiness. Having a carne asada. Who's having a carne asada? You know. Doesn't matter what the day of the week it is. You know, if if, if we just bring some some carne asada, some some, some drinks or whatever, we're gonna people make people will show up. People will show up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it doesn't have to be a special day. It's just. It brings us together, you know? That's what it is all about, you know? Well, what a great conversation. Um, La Esquina Cocina. Um, probably mangling that a little bit. You got, but you're getting better, I'm Chad. I'm getting better. <laughs> I used to, it used to be a lot worse. <laughs> um, uh, 127 Homes. Yes. All kinds of ways to engage with you on social media and on your website. What's the website? We're actually just going through Checkle now. Okay. It's been a convenient way to show local all of Local Checkle? Local, Good. just yeah, around local the corner. Checkle. Local way to show our, Q, like our QR codes, menus, social medias, oh, yeah. info, hours. That's a really cool. I've got something good going on. And I'm going to – I go to bed so early, but i got to figure out a way to stay up late for the late well, bites not. because yeah, that just sounds back. really authentic. Uh, so. Just wait till we bring those that, that hot dog, man. Yeah. That bacon wrap <laughs> hot dog, you know, just wait. Yikes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So one of the things we love to do, like we great conversations, we wrap up every episode with a segment we call the Favorite Five. Okay. These are five questions uh, designed for one-word answers, although you can explain if you want to, Uh-oh. but designed for one-word answers. Uh-oh. And I'm going to work at this will be the Favorite Ten. Because we have double the guests here. So uh, we'll do these, and maybe uh, ladies first. We'll start with Megan each time, and then Alonzo. Um, uh, First of the favorite five, enchilada or quesadilla? Oh, enchilada. (coughs) Quesadilla. Really? Acapulco or Cosimo? Mm, Acapulco. Mm, Cosimo. Oh, gosh. Opposites do a track, apparently. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Hugo Sanchez or Jorge Campos? Jorge Campos. What he said. <laughs> They're soccer players. Okay, I thought, I'm like, I think that's a football player. Yes. All right. Uh, La Esquina, brunch or happy hour? Brunch. Brunch. And last but not least on the favorite five, and this is a very important question. Margarita, frozen or on the rocks? On the rocks. On the rocks, the 100%. Way. 100% agreement with the team <laughs> Garcia. That's, so. where we, uh, that's, that's what we have in common. <laughs> all right, Megan and Alonzo, uh, thanks for all you do in downtown. Go out and see 127 um, Homes. They have a lot of great establishments there, including La Esquina Cochina. Hey, and we'll be next year, we'll be in Gunnersville. Yeah. At the City Harbor, so I, I knew that time. was a rumor. So, so you're, uh, you're, so yeah. So we'll be up and running, hopefully by uh, by May, hopefully by May. You know. Yeah, that's a great project because there are other um, Huntsville, pro- other Broken Egg, uh, Cigar Lounge, uh, Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it's going on right now. The um, so yeah, we'll we'll be we're excited. We're going to be right on the water. All right. 
Well, that's uh, Megan and Alonzo Garcia here on the Downtown Explorer. I believe we all may head out for Margaritas on the Rocks. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.